Well, it's fair to say that recent events have left us deeply frustrated. And at the weekend, Richard and I were tempted to push out an emergency episode, but luckily we decided against it because it would have only resulted in bashing the team, the manager, the club and its senior management and I guess everybody else. <laughs> However, we feel that ranting wouldn't have helped anyone but ourselves because we would have gotten some frustration out of our systems. But luckily, a busy social sketch of our families and our kids prevented us from doing so. We decided to stick to our regular appearance, hence we're recording tonight and we hope that we can keep calm and put recent developments into perspective, discuss them in a constructive manner and focus on the things that we can influence in a positive way. So kindly embrace the spirit and welcome to this episode of RBLE Global Tracks. So good evening, Richard. How are you today? Good evening, Mario. Um, it's Thursday night. Everything's fine. Weekend around the corner. And, you know, as always, I'm looking forward to our show tonight. Brilliant. Me too, I must say. And I recovered from last weekend. Today, we only got two topics, really. That's uh, last match of RB Leipzig at Stuttgart and there was no cause for celebration, especially not with champagne, so lots of beer. And we'll have a quick look at the, uh, genera uh, the situation in general, but also a preview of our next match on Sunday versus Erste FC Union Berlin. The Rand Berliner Rostigen are coming to town. So, well, Richard, we have to do it. We have to look at uh, the last match of RB Leipzig at Stuttgart. And I must say, whoa, I haven't seen such an uneasy looking bad performance for a long, long time. VfB Stuttgart's win is deserved. We conceded five. We did score two, only two shots on goal. And uh, we scored, so highly efficient. Well, um, but to be honest, it missed a lot of things that we know our team can do. And uh, we lost, we deservedly lost. And it. And I, when I looked at the squad and then the way they were playing, I had the feeling we had a depleted squad in some ways. And we're also missing an, an emotional leader, somebody who could come on the pitch and turn things around. And I would like to look at this a little bit later in this uh, episode. But many people um, pointed to the performance of our defense and uh, the there are other people um, in uh, in this community as well who question the performance of the defense for a while now. And um, I was wondering at that time if uh, we did concede a lot of goals. And the last time RB Leipzig uh, had a clean sheet was when we beat SDF uh, Köln in October 6-0. So that was the last time. But in all those matches afterwards, I found that we never conceded more than one goal. Only twice in two occasions we uh, conceded two goals and only in the last two games the trend changed to three goals 
versus Bayer 05 and five goals at the last weekend. So if you look at the absolute numbers, I don't think they don't suggest that there has been a long-standing and running problem, although uh, um, even with uh, Willy Orban missing. But the feeling, the feeling is as if we have a real problem in the shaky defense. How do you see that, Richard? Yeah, uh, you named it. So we conceded quite a lot of goals in the recent games. And yeah, a lot of people are talking about, hey, our defense is not good enough. It's a little bit shaky. Um, you miss Orban, um, very, very desperate. And I looked it up and I looked into this uh, stats department in terms of X goals against. And um, I have to admit, we had 2.2 um, X goals against uh, versus Stuttgart last weekend and 2.0 X goals against versus Leverkusen that week before. And that means that mm -hmm. this is the um, fourth and fifth worst game this season. So we had our leading uh, worst game, our very worst game. Can I say that? No, very, the worst game of all uh, we had this season so far was uh, our away game versus Darmstadt, where we conceded 2.4 X goals. But, you know, uh, we had one, we, we, beat, we, them. we beat them. Well, Miraculously, and um, me sitting on the sofa, I did beat and, them. Uh, rank, rank two and rank three <laughs> uh, were our encounters versus Bayern and versus Man City at home. So it's kind of fair to say that our defense um, doesn't came out in a good form out of this short winter break. Mm. And um, and that is really, but it's really interesting. I guess this does explain why the feeling is a little bit different from the actual numbers. That's an interesting stat as well. But you know, I have another feeling which is strange. I'm not sure how you can put this into numbers as well. But ever since the winter break, when, when RB Leipzig is, is, is playing and I look at the sidelines where players warm up, it feels like we have depleted squad. Um, it feels like we have four to five key players who are injured on a, on a permanent basis and never come back. And we always play with reduced power. And um, I was I was wondering why do I get this feeling? It seems that there we're missing the the really um, the alternative players to come on the pitch with a real impact. And maybe we were a little bit spoiled with the whole fairy tale Hollywood scripted situation with the. Emil Forsberg coming on to pitch versus Hoffenheim and just uh, helping to turn this this match around. But it does seem that we are missing real alternatives. It's also predictable at the moment, especially if you look at the uh, at the at our attack. You know, we got three strikers. So I I was looking back at uh, a little bit longer in the the short history of the RB Leipzig. And I felt that there have been quite a few instances where there have been a lot of upheavals or transitions. And if you look back at the situation when Julian Nagelsmann was supposed to be the manager of RB Leipzig, but RB Leipzig waited for a whole year so he can finish his contract at Hoffenheim, which was so important for him. And during that year, Ralf Rangnick took over and he did a brilliant job. And boy, do we miss him now in a way as well. Uh, but only for the fact that he uh, provided stability. Um, and, and we waited. And once he arrived, the feeling was, okay, now a new era is going to be built. Julian Nagelsmann is going to stay for three to four years. He's going to build up a new brilliant team. We had lots of talents. Upamecano and Konate, they were starting to get into the rhythm, into things. And just behold, because Julian Nagelsmann had the secret dream of uh, 
you know, being a manager for Bayern Munich, two years later, he left. And in that summer, very important players left. Grown-up players, Upamecano, Konate, we loved them. They grew up into uh, really senior players. And look how they well they're doing now. Also, Zabitzer left. And that, so we were missing quite a bit of quality, but we were able to rebuild. And also, there was a similar situation with the sports director. The sports director was, the position was vacant for a long time because we were holding out for that A1 solution. And that A1 solution was Max Abel. So when he came along, we thought, wow, a lot of knowledge, a lot of expertise is coming on board, a big network. And it kind of showed in last uh, summer's transfer window. And do remember who we lost during that time, who we, <laughs> who played brilliantly, for example, yesterday as well. You know, Kunku played very well for Chelsea yesterday. Schoboschlei scored and he had to comfort Christo after the game. And, um, they, they, they left. Joschko, been a force at Man City for, for a while now. We lost Halster. Okay. That was uh, because of personal reasons. And uh, nobody could really object to that. And, you know, who who did I forget? Kunku, I got Choboslai, Laima, Yoshko, help me out. Silva. Who else did it? Silva! Gosh, he was he was actually very expensive, wasn't he? Yeah, but but we but we um, but we got ten million for him. <laughs> at, le at least something. Yeah. So at that time already we missed a lot of players. Um and but I felt we got it replaced with good quality players as well. And as we can see, week in, week out, Xabi, Gold, Goldpenda, Openda. No, they deliver. When I watch um, Openda, it is so great that he, even when he scored last weekend, you know, it's not a Serlot guy. It's not a Silva guy. This guy actually comes on and he's been delivering ever since. And uh, so that's great. So Mark. Marco Rosa, the manager, he did say in the beginning when everything was going quite well that there would be times when it gets more difficult and challenging. And we were all prepared for that. But we had the feeling there is a sports director, so there's somebody who will ensure that there's a positive long-term de development. Well, he left as well. He had to leave. Okay, we don't know the instance hours 100%. And if somebody's not 100% committed to the club and he wants to go to Bayern Music, whoa, there's a story that repeats itself, then so be it. Good riddance, mate. But um, the thing is, what I really don't understand, why did we have to self-inflict pain <laughs> to us again in the winter transfer? Why did Werner have to go? Why? Okay, fairy tale ending and farewell to Emil Forsberg. Like you said in one of those episodes, Emil is still very important for this team as a leader. Oh, even though if he's not in the starting 11, you know, when he comes on and even outside off the pitch, he is very important. He's he's left. Cavalier is left. And uh, OK, Moriba, he wasn't really in the squad anyway. Did I miss anybody else? That is a lot of quality that we're missing. And I'm not 100% sure where are we going to go from here. Yeah, um, you're absolutely right. You you, you nailed it. Um, you told us all the players that left the hour club in the summer and now during the winter break too. And to wrap things up, so we lost Nkunku, Leimer, Sobos like Vardiol, Halstenberg, Silva during the summer. And now Forsberg and Werner also left. So that means, I counted those numbers together. That means that those eight players I, I named and you too, all together 
played for 14,693 no, minutes uh, from the last season Bundesliga games only. Jesus. Yeah. So imagine out of 33,660 possible minutes. So that means that 43% of all minutes that could have been played are now not on our roster anymore with uh, January 1st, 2024, uh, compared to last season. And bloody yeah, hell. Bloody hell. So that means, yeah, and, and you said it. So we had this is inconsistency in our coaching department. So with Julian Nagelsmann the left. So we had our inconsistency in our sporting director department with Max Abel. And we have uh, lots of inconsistencies in our roster. So by any means, the, this cannot be the answer now to dig another hole to create another inconsistency by yeah, by putting our head coach uh, into in, into a position where we uh, should have considered if he is still the right uh, man on the sideline. He is. He is definitely. I, I know. I, I know. I'm, I'm 100% sure that Marco Rosa never slept in a Bayern Munich um, in a Bayern Munich <laughs> suit. <laughs> Betting. Um, so, so we have to keep him. Please, guys, Calm down, <laughs> all of you. Take stay focused. Stay focused. <laughs> take a step back. Look at the bigger picture. Look at those numbers that are on the numbers that don't lie. And so, in this three losses, we 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 um we conceded. This is three games with no uh, no certain patterns. You know, versus Frankfurt, we mm -hmm. we we be told uh, okay, so like eighteen out of twenty games, we we don't lose. Um, versus Leverkusen, it was a brilliant first half. Although not so very good second half, but hey, Leverkusen is a top top side. So and with a little more luck, we we would come up with a point here at least. And this game versus Stuttgart, okay, this was a completely meltdown. Um, but this is something we never saw or that we we didn't saw for for a very long time. So the last game I remember that bad wasn't something like an 04 versus Sandhausen. That is like I don't know. Oh three versus Hamburg as far in the first league um, when we um, were promoted. So that's like six or seven years ago. So this is something unique we saw at the weekend, and it's very very likely that we won't see this again in a very long time. And I'm 100 sure that Marco Rose is our head coach from now on for hopefully a lot more years to come. I must, uh, I must say, I don't really sense a big wave and surge of people demanding of Magorosa to be questioned to be replaced. Uh, there are voices here and there who may question the way he puts his team together, the tactics that he's playing, um, especially if you look at uh, Timo Werner, who's now really playing in a different system, suits him a lot better, um, and he's, he's performing really well. But I remember when he came back, everybody was wondering, is he joining a club with the right system for Timo Werner. And, uh, but that's a different story. And um, so most, I, I think most, he has the support of most of the people and people do keep calm. It's just, and, and like you said, it's been three games, uh, three losses in a row. But I, what I don't really understand is, um, first of all, senior management seems to think that the uh, squad is good enough to finish up in the top four, even with the reduced numbers that we have at the moment. And uh, I don't understand why our club keeps inflicting pain on it, on or endangering long-term developments on on a regular basis. Are they economic uh, pressures, which I can't imagine, or is it just that they are too nice and you know they enable the people to fulfill their dreams 
may it be to move to Bayern Munich and manage them or play in New York. Um, I'm not really sure. Timing seems to be out of sync at times with, with the ambition that the club has. And um, that that's kind of worrying at the time because the way the season started, the way we played the first half, and if we kept the group together, then I think we would have uh, they would have continued in a very positive matter. But right now it's pretty rocky. It doesn't mean everything's lost. But I, I think, I believe you looked at some stats um, of teams that uh, performed in a similar way and uh, you looked at the chances of finishing up in the uh, UCL next next year. Yeah, true. Uh, not everything is lost, but to together um, rank three or four in this season, this is going to be a very, very uh, stiff piece of work. Um, so the last time a team uh, did, had a four-game stretch without a win and still qualified for the UCL was back in 2017-18. <laughs> Interestingly, uh, two sides uh, made it. So Hoffenheim finished third and, and Dortmund finished fourth place. And then, yeah, Hoffenheim had five winless games uh, in, a, in a row with two draws and three losses. And, uh, so we're doing well. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> we're and, only but, four. Yeah, but hold on, hold on. Uh, <laughs> The funny things always at the end. And yeah. Dortmund, interestingly, had an eight-game no-win streaks and still managed to qualify for the UEFA Champions League and finish fourth in the league. So how okay. could that happen? So this is the only thing uh, that was possible because in that season, 55 points were enough to qualify for the UEFA Champions League. And this time, I am very, very sure this will not be the case because after 19 games back in that season... And uh, number two, three, and four had 31 points. So now look at number two. It's by Munich, 47. Okay, they're gone. Uh, third team, third place is Stuttgart. I think they got 37 points at the moment. So six more than 31. And uh, Dortmund is on four with 36 points. So I do believe that we have to gather at least 60 points to finish in the uh, UCL department. So like fourth or third place so 60 points that means we need to gain 27 more from now on um, and this is going to be hard because we have seven home games left versus Union Berlin, Gladbach, Darmstadt Mainz, Wolfsburg, Dortmund and Bremen so imagine 27 points does like eight wins and three draws so out of those seven home games we should win at least five so five wins so we and one draw okay so that would mean 16 points, right? Three points for win, five times three is 15, plus one point one four sixteen. 16. So the other uh, points to 27 are 11 points. So we have to gather 11 points out of the eight away games we have to play at Augsburg, hmm. at Bayern Munich, at Bochum, Köln, Freiburg, Heidenheim, Hoffenheim, and finally Frankfurt and match day 34. So we have to win at least three games and in mm. addition to the two draws to to go for um, 11 points here so we have so this this away games at augsburg at bochum and at Köln are must win games and mm. we have to gather a draw at least at freiburg and heidenheim so what i want trying to say is there is no more room for errors so we had our errors in yeah. the last three games. Okay, so now they are gone. Now the team has to deliver and deliver week by week by week um, to fulfill the club's goal and 
yeah, reach the UCL group stage next season. No, no, excuse me, not group stage, UCL league next season. Oh, yeah, there you go. So this is fourth down territory already. Yeah. Well, are we still, still third down and long? <laughs> it's third in a mile. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, they, that puts it into perspective what uh, still needs to be achieved. But to be honest, everything that's going on at the club is, is beyond our control. We don't know the total ins and outs. All we can do is try to show the support and be there and and cheer the cheer the players on when they're on the pitch. I know in our jobs nobody stands there, provides us and applauds. You know, you take a great phone call. You know, nobody cares. Nobody's gonna do the way for you. So let's do it. Let's do it for for our players. And it's important not to be impatient. Whenever there is a missed pass, come on, cheer the boys on. If they uh, tackle and get the ball, and it's just one scene. Go and cheer them on. That's what we need to do because this is how we can influence that. And if they still don't complete it, at the end of the day, guys, it's football. I know they make a lot more money than we ever will, but uh, we're watching and that's why we love the game. And uh, that's the only chance we've got. Still, I must say, ugh, still got this uneasy feeling about the squad. And um, I just hope, I really hope we're not getting a lot more injuries of, of key players. But uh, having said that, everybody's a key player right now. Um, so, and, and, and for the long term, I wish we get a bit more stability, something to look forward to. So the club can actually develop over a couple of years in not so rocky waters. And uh, is able to, you know, get these trophies that we want to have. Just bear in mind, in the last two years, the club got three trophies, which is actually amazing with all this upheaval. And just imagine what could be possible if we, if they have a, and I'm sure they have a plan, but <laughs> if they actually stick to it and, and carry it out, follow it through. So, uh, like you said, you know, there's still many points to gain. Introducing our next opponent. There. Let's start with our match on Sunday. Who's going to come to town? Santa Claus. No, he's not late. No, so who is maybe it? Maybe Union are still bringing some gifts to us, right? Ah, well, usually some belated Christmas presents. Usually, <laughs> usually they don't. But hey, we'll see. They hurl insults at us really loudly. Yeah. Uh, so Union, cool. but not for the first 12 minutes or something like that. You know, because of those. I, and I'm, you know, no. I'm I'm counting on that. Come on, 15 minutes. I think it's 15 minutes of protest, or is it 12? Mm -hmm. And during that time, guys, we got to be loud. We got to cheer uh, RB Leipzig on. And many years ago, I think it was still in the second league, you know, they had, they did this match. Well, in the first half, they even didn't appear because they had this Freundschaftsspiel, uh, this friendly with Chemi Leipzig. And they just appeared in the second half. And in this first half, RB Leipzig scored twice. So in these first 15 minutes, let's be so loud that Openda scores two, gold Penda, and there you go. You know That will be a nice storyline. Hmm, looking forward to that. So, but um, yeah, Union is coming to town. Um, how often have you lost to Union Berlin? There was a time <laughs> when I think there were five, <laughs> it was the same score, five times in a row, like two, one. Yep, we lost five times in a row and in total six times. So What? Yeah. Unbelievable! Uh, it is. It is. So we got. It's not. No, we got. Um, we only lost to uh, two other clubs more 
So we lost nine times to Bayern and eight times to, to Dortmund and six times to uh, Union. It's quite amazing. And um, it's, uh, yeah. okay. it was a Champions League contender this season. Uh, it feels like it feels like I don't know years ago. And since then they started struggling. So mm. Mm, since we since we actually beat them at yeah, the yeah, Bulaida, yeah, right. They scored four yeah. go goals in the first. We put a curse on them, by the way. Shesko did. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he should he should do this again. So they scored four in the first two games, and 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 um, since then, not many more. Um, so now they transferred on the last day of the transfer period in during the winter. They transferred uh, Behrens to Wolfsburg, I think. So that means that out of there, he was on his bike quite literally, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, there was the guy with the bike yeah. from the, from the first match. That, you know, I remember yeah. that. So. He scored three goals and then, that, and then riding home with a bike. Pretty cool, honestly. <laughs> I have to admit, it's, it's a nice, nice that um, respect. message of understatement. <laughs> cool. um, so that means out of those 18 goals they scored in the Bundesliga this season, so with Behrens, okay, this four goals that came in the first two match days are gone now, so only 14 goals on the roster. And Bonucci also left the club. So it's just like, seems like, oh, yeah. like, a, like a misunderstanding, right? So he, he mm. came on. Uh, on the roster and thought, okay, I'm I'm way better than all of you. And was Fischer hmm, seemed that he doesn't like him or something like that, and he didn't play many games, and now he's gone to Fenerbahce. And so both are not there anymore. Both not mm. there anymore, and and they are missing the head coach too. So because B, true, yeah, I don't know who was it called, Bielsa? I don't know. Uh yeah, he delivered. Oh no, he got uh, this red card because of this. Hmm, Something like we would call in German Scharmützel versus uh, Zane. Yeah. And now he's so he won't be at the sideline. So it doesn't matter though, to be honest, because yeah. I think the team is going to be not easy to play anyway. And there are 6,000 supporters who will show up, will be very loud. And yeah. Ark will be almost louder than all of us. And there's going to be a lot of hate coming from that side as well, as they, they usually do. Um, but funny enough, I don't see it as as a long-standing rivalry. But it's because you know our club is so young, and pretty much everybody in the Bundesliga dislikes us, to put it in in mild terms. But what are we looking at in terms of for RB Leipzig? Um, I would you know we addressed we kind of addressed the the defense. We kind of addressed the fact that we have depleted feels like a depleted squad, and we addressed the fact that you know some players are missing now who provided stability and experience. What do you think about that? What what should Marco Rosa do in this instance to turn things around? Yeah, we, we got Orban back. So Orban's back healthy. He came on a pitch versus Stuttgart. And since he came on, we didn't concede a goal. Mm -hmm, that's a, How many minutes was I that? I think 15 or something like that. So let's... Okay, it's a start. Yeah, it's some know? daylight. And Xavi uh, back from his yellow card suspension. So thank God, yeah. And with this, I don't know, um, with this key player. So we have Orban in the defense, hopefully from the beginning. Xavi, our brain in the offensive midfield, hopefully from the beginning, and and, and maybe Campbell, hopefully back to the form he showed us in uh, back those days um, when he performed better. This might be crucial to gain more stability within the squad, and and uh, Orban could be those this uh, this voice. We, we truly missed in the recent games since Forsberg left. Mm -hmm. So that yeah, that I agree, and that would be good to see. But if you look at the line behind Orban, 
Um, there are calls out for Pete to come back, and because he's the let's say more experienced one than Yanis, and Yanis lately. I don't know if these were blunders, but it seems to me that there were two teams who sussed out that you just need to block him um, when there's a corner kick uh, for, to to make him miss the ball. And it seemed like a tactic to me almost. But I think he still, perform, still performed uh, quite well. He's, so is there a reason for Pete to come in? In my opinion, too, he's he's performing okay. So he's he's not like superhuman and, and um, blocking blocking shots that, that um, are out, outstanding to block or something like that. So he doesn't do this at, at the moment, but he's still an okay Bundesliga keeper. And I'm not sure if Pete is an upgrade to this performance right now. And yeah, mm -hmm. and I read this this um, this article at the, in the internet um, that Blasvi should be statistically one of the yeah worst um, keepers of the league. But, but, but to be honest, um, this Those stats you can find for goalies, so this, especially this plus, uh, no, excuse me, post shot x goals plus minus statistics. So it's usually um, you can um, take that to compare those goals you you conceded and to the goals that you should have conceded statistically. And either either way, so if you concede more goals than you should statistically, so that should mean that you're not a, there's a good goalie than you. Um, Yeah, could be, and if you block more shots than you statistically should, that um, you can interpret that as if you are an above average or maybe something like international world class goalie. But mm -hmm. I, I do believe that this stat is some kind of fluky, and I looked it up, and you know, mm. uh, Pete Pete Gulashi, uh, Pete Wall, um, he had this outstanding 2018-19 campaign where this where his number in this department, this PSX goal plus minus is plus 11.9. So that means that he Jesus. yeah prevented nearly 12 goals. Um, but the next season, it was only 2.5. And the season mm -hmm. after that, it was minus 3.2. So this is some kind of like, I don't know, there's, there's, no, there's no consistency in this. Um, and, and I cannot imagine... That this um, that the goalies are that you know shaky over the years, and mm. um, another example for this is uh, Frederick. No, it's Frederick. No, Renault, the the keeper of, of Union. So he had always mm -hmm. around nil. So 0.7 in the 2018-19 campaign. 0.3 that year later, then some kind of minus 0. something, and the last season plus 8.2, like like a magician. So like he he blocked mm -hmm. everything. And would you consider Baumann, the Hoffenheim keeper, as an as an above average Bundesliga keeper? Would you consider him very good keeper? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, me too. So, and you, if you look at those numbers in the last two seasons, he had minus four point five and minus five point six. I'm somehow that doesn't no, no, that doesn't fit, yeah, it doesn't fit <laughs> to to, uh, to my recognition. Ah, uh, okay. So it's a bit. It's to me. It's it's similar to X goals, isn't it? Yeah, it's like always that. Uh, supports a feeling, um, mm -hmm. but it's not really fact, is it? Yeah, I'm 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 not I'm not done with the statistics, but I I have to um, I have to gather more information about that and how this is calculated mm -hmm. to to finally um, make an estimated statement about that. So, but so you would say Yanis should remain in goal. He should remain, but it, it does it doesn't it doesn't really matter. It, it doesn't really matter. I I cannot see mm -hmm. an upgrade. Uh, if you change your goalie here. Before we get to your starting 11, 
there's one play I need to talk about, and I'm a bit frustrated about this as well. In uh, bearing in mind that quite a few players left again in the winter time, in the winter transfer, and then somebody comes on board who doesn't help us straight away because needs doesn't start straight away. Elmas. He played for a couple of minutes in the first game, then five or five or six minutes versus Stuttgart. But to be honest, there's no way he can show whatever he's capable of. So why the heck is he not uh, playing from the start? Yeah, he had this minor injury before he left uh, Neapel. Maybe. Rücken wie Werner. Excuse me? <laughs> Rücken wie Werner. <laughs> no, he's a tie. An upper leg injury. Uh, okay, okay. okay. Um, <laughs> So maybe there is still something not one hundred percent okay with that, so that he's not mm -hmm. ready for ninety minutes. Okay. But, but you're but you're right. Um, I will and and emphasize this last episode. I want to see him from the beginning, and yeah. I have him. I can spoil that. I have him in my lineup prediction. Oh my gosh! So if you did a spoiler already, let's get to your starting eleven. Okay, let's go. I guess I would leave Janis Blaswig between our goals. Then don't change no don't change the defense formation. So like stick to four defenders. Don't. Henrichs, Orban, Klostermann and Raum. I want to see Orban back in the starting lineup. Because I think if he's ready to play, and even if he's not ready to play for 90 minutes, it's more useful to have him on the pitch from the very beginning than bring him on like after I don't know 45 or 60 minutes, although we know Marco Rosa doesn't do that anyway. Um But you know what? That would get the crowd going, and would it would it would give us some confidence and something to cheer about yeah, but, and get us going. But may, but imagine if if we were like down one two or nil one, and and you cannot bring in a fresh defender, that, that doesn't make sense at all. Mm, true. So then defensive midfield Schlager and Kampel, and then I would like to see something else compared to the. For to the recent games, in the mm. recent games, you always play with two strikers and two offensive infielders. I would sacrifice one striker to um, strengthen our offensive midfield a little bit, and I would like to say, uh, I'd like to see in the starting lineup Xavi in our offensive midfield, right in the middle, and on the left and right side, Olmo and Elmas with a lonely striker goal panda. That would be okay. interesting. Very interesting, but why would you like to see that? I think this gives us more options to change during the game. So we could like mm -hmm. exchange Openda for Shesko or Paulsen, of course. Uh, we, could, we, we could change Elmas or Olmo for Baumgartner. Baumgartner could, uh, could advance as a second striker if necessary. And I think this mm, yeah, opens up our mm, tactical department a little bit. For sure, it would make us a little bit more unpredictable because I think at the moment we're easy to suss out. But that's just my, that's just my 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 uh, impression that I've got at the moment. Okay, so in terms of uh, scoreline, what do you predict? We are going to win our very first home game since 2021 <laughs> versus Union <laughs> Berlin uh, by two goals to nil. Uh, The last goal scorer, the last the last guy that scored a winning goal was, by the way, Emil Forsberg. Yeah, I know. I know. I didn't want to say it, but hey. My scoreline is 2-1. We're definitely going to win. We have to win. And guys, let's get out there. Let's, like the Americans say, 
Let's make some noise. We got to be loud. We got to cheer them on and try to be patient. It's got to be, it's going to be tight. It's the only thing we can do. We can only try to support them in that way. We can't play for them because they can do it a lot better anyway. So with this in mind, let's run into the week again to get, get wild and celebrate three points on Sunday night. See where we are. It's going to be still a long season. Everything's still possible. But from now on, hey, guys, no slip up. So, Richard, thank you very much for another episode. And to everybody else, thank you for listening. We would be so happy if you could subscribe to our podcast, leave your thoughts uh, via uh, about our podcast uh, on your platform or via email at talk to us at rbleglobaltracks.com or find us on Twitter at podcast underscore RBL. Thanks a lot for listening. Have a great weekend. Talk to you next week. Auf geht's, Leipziger Jungs. Thank you.